All right, folks. How are y'all doing? This is Steve Fletcher, your host of Small Talks Big Ideas with Steve. Hopefully you know us by now. Hopefully you've been tuning in. We're coming at you just about every week on Mondays, right around lunchtime. You're probably on your your afternoon commute. Uh, not commuting to work, hopefully. Hopefully you've already put in a solid few hours. You're grabbing a sandwich. You're out at lunch. You're listening in to what we consider to be one of the finest local independent business ecosystem podcasts in the region. I don't know how much competition we have, but hey, we think we're doing a good job. Today, I'm super excited because on Small Talks Big Ideas with Steve, we have a couple of guests who I've been trying to get into the studio for a while, whether they know it or not, um, but we're really privileged to have them here today, not just to talk about what's going on in their world, um, although we will dig into that personally and professionally, but also just to chat about the sort of uh, environment, world, atmosphere, industry that they're in and how by your engaging in it and with it, you can you can move the, the, the needle here in Charleston uh, in terms of the positive impact on our community. And, and I know that sounds really nebulous, really general. We're going to dig into it. We're going to give it teeth. Um, we're going to get our sea legs about us. We're going to do other things that what are we even talking about? I'm not sure, but we're going to dig into it soon. We've got Rev Federal Credit Union here in Ohm Studio. Uh, real quick, if you're tuning in, you know you're on 96.3 Ohm FM. If you're listening to the podcast, just know that this program is made possible through the support of Low Country Local First and all of the donors and philanthropists and funders and partners of which Rev is one. Um, but it's also made possible by Ohm 96.3 FM. It's an incredible community-powered, community-centric, community-focused radio station, commercial-free, all about the community, all about community issues, based right here in the low country of South Carolina. We're really fortunate to have them and to have access to their studio on beautiful, today sunny, Meeting Street in downtown Charleston, South Carolina. All right, I'm going to swing over uh, the horn to Dustin Haynes and Kelly Nix. That's who we've got in the studio here today, both from Rev Federal Credit Union, an awesome community credit union um, that I think y'all are going to be clamoring to learn more about after the end of this discussion. I can just sense it. I'm going to first hand it over to Kelly. Kelly, would you mind introducing yourself and letting the folks out there know kind of what you do at Rev and, and what you're all about? Hi, thanks, Steve. So I'm Kelly Nix. I'm the Public Relations Coordinator at Rev Federal Credit Union. Very excited. One of my favorite hats that I wear over at the Credit Union is I lead our employee and community engagement team. Cool. So mainly loving to connect with the community at large and finding out how Rev can best put our services and opportunities um, to fill the needs of our community and to connect all of our employees with what's going on. Nice. So it's kind of like community relations and finding ways to slot in employees to different initiatives going on around town that are meaningful to them, meaningful to the community, meaningful to Rev, that sort of thing. Absolutely. We want to help them find their volunteer crush. We yeah. have volunteer <laughs> like time. Oh, we do Very too. Cool. We love, that's a, a phrase we love to use at Rev, um, letting them find who they connect with um, when your heart's in it. Nice. All of you. So, uh, so we love to get behind um, those initiatives and help support the best we can and yeah. find ways to help up the good out in the community. If employees want to up the good in many different ways with a lot of different initiatives can this be like a polygamous romance <laughs> sure multiple crushes yes so definitely you'll find rev team members out in their gold shirts in full force um, throughout the greater charleston region and then even into north carolina as well 
And we'll dig more into it. And before I head over to Dustin, I will say that you know, for our part at LLF, you all have been awesome with you know, helping us make things happen from a volunteer perspective that we wouldn't have the bandwidth to do otherwise in the past. Again, we'll talk more about that. But if there's nonprofit leaders or folks listening from different initiatives right now wondering how they can get in touch with Rev to discuss upping the good for their organization and, the, and ipso facto for the community, how can they do that? Like, how, how do they reach? Should they reach out to you? Yeah, they can definitely reach out to us or um, even checking out our website at revfcu.com um, okay. backslash up the good. Um, check out our community impact page, see you know what we've had our hands in most cool. recently. And there's even a request for good form. So go ahead and click on it. Give us some information about what your organization's doing, um, how Rev team members can help both either financially or through um, giving an extra set of hands through volunteerism. We'd love to hear about it and get you plugged in. Cool, that's revfcu.com. Correct. Okay, yes. great. Thanks, Kelly. Dustin Haynes, over to you. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? What brought you to Rev? What do you do at Rev? Yeah, absolutely. So I am the public relations manager at Rev Federal Credit Union. I want to echo everything that Kelly said. I think she pretty much hit the nail on the head. And my predominant function is helping with employee engagement, um, helping employee activations, uh, nice. culture and building community partnerships and outreach and supporting Kelly with our volunteerism initiatives in the community. Cool. So culture is a big one. I feel like that's probably a, a loaded catch-all, really important piece of what you do. Again, we'll get more into it as we talk more, but like tease that out for us a little bit more. What is your hand in uh, you know, establishing or setting or taking the temperature of or perpetuating a positive culture at Rev? Yeah, absolutely. So at Rev, we have a culture of collaboration and communication. So we want to make sure that we're an organization that is actively engaging with our employees. Love so it. we like to call them team members. We spend a lot of time with each other. So we want to make sure that we're having fun. We're having a good time. We're collaborating. And we want to make sure that we help everybody live their best Rev life. That's what we call it. We want you to uh, feel empowered and to live the brand well beyond the nine to five into the five to nine. And that plays into what Kelly does through her employee and community engagement team with sponsorships and the way that we show up in the community, the way that we negotiate these sponsorships, because when you go to an event, you're never going to see Rev spending a, a prize wheel working a booth. Instead, we want to encourage our employees to actively take advantage of free tickets, go out, have a good time, be seen in the community, because that's the most important thing for us is they are your friends, they're your neighbors, they're your coworkers. They are our best asset. They are brand ambassadors, and we want to help them promote their personal brand and, in essence, promote Rev. Love that. Love that. That's really cool. Five to nine I like as well. I never heard it put that way. I think Dolly Parton might want to re-record <laughs> one of her uh, her famous tracks. Love that. Um, just to take a step back for a minute for those tuning in right now. Again, this is Small Talks Big Ideas with Steve on OM 96.3. We've got Rev Federal Credit Union in the house today. We're uh, putting the microscope on top of them, we're learning a little bit more about credit unions in general, hopefully, but also specifically community banks, community financial institutions. Let's pause there for a minute. Um, if you're familiar with Low Country Local First, you know that for 15 going on 16 years, we have shined a light on all the ways that citizens here in the Low Country can more intentionally support, advocate for, uh, be hired by uh, local independent uh, businesses, enterprises, uh, folks who are in industries that are anchored here meaningfully in the low country. So uh, 
there's a way to look at that through the the, the framework of business. Um, but 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 it's more than just connecting with other local independent businesses, and we already know because LLF will talk your ear off about it why it's important to meaningfully patronize and meaningfully sync up with other local independent businesses. It raises the tax base here locally. It uh, meaningfully creates jobs for your neighbors. It supports your family and friends' endeavors, their dreams. Right. Um, but there's a lot of those same reasons and additional reasons to think about moving your money to local banks and local credit unions. Uh, you may be listening and think, yeah, I understand, like, community institutions are, are good and they're important. But do you know exactly why that is? I mean, there's a lot of very hard and fast, tangible reasons why if you're listening in and you're, you're a business owner or you're associated with a local independent business or any business or you're just a citizen, why you should really th- sit down and think about why it's important to start doing business with local banks and local credit unions. Um, these are the folks at these, and, and there's many options here. Rev is one of them. We fully endorse them as we do uh, many local banks and local financial institutions. They're great to work with, but there's a lot of reasons to do it. And we'll suss some of those out. The one big one is this is relationship, a relationship world, right? This is, this is a world where your money might be one of your most important, I mean, assets, literally, you want to be able to trust the people, know the people, know their families, know where you can get in touch with them. Uh, it, it's a, it's, re, it's all about relationship-based transactions, and it's a trust-based world out there. And so, just think about doing business with putting your money in a financial institution that is based here locally. Also, when you do that, and you know this if you've been out at Move Your Money Week or one of other uh, our other campaigns, you know that when you invest your money in a local bank or financial institution, they're, they're more likely than not to reinvest that money here locally, right? So it's, it's sort of like a, there's a sequence of events that's put into place that will ultimately benefit your community. And in our case, will benefit the low country. So it's a win-win-win all the way around. There's no reason not to do it. And you probably got a branch right down your street, right? So there's that proximity as well. Um, Kelly, tell me a little bit more about as you're going out in the world, you know, in doing kind of public relations for Rev, you're telling the Rev story, you're getting folks at Rev engaged with the community. So community banking is obviously running, you know, coursing through your veins. Tell us a little bit more, like what, where can you fill in on what I just spewed out into people's ear holes about community banking? There's obviously some uh, blind spots that I'm missing are there other reasons to bank locally that you can think of? Oh, no, I think you touched on a lot of it, but so much of it has to do with that cooperative spirit. Mm. Um, when it comes to credit unions, especially, we're a not-for-profit financial cooperative. So, uh, you know, what comes back in terms of um, profits is turned over to members mm, and better rates um, and the opportunities they have there through the credit union, and then also, of course, with what we're able to give back and put back into the communities that we serve. And we do have, we are your neighbors, your friends, you're, you know, out there um, with you every day in the community. So we do have that strong connection and, and know what the true needs are here locally and can help support um, how we can. Love that. Love yeah. that. Dustin, how many employees are there at Rev? How many branches right now does Rev have in, in South Carolina? So we have 11 locations in the greater Charleston metro region. We have about 15 locations total between North and South Carolina. The number is fluctuating because we're, we're expanding. So last number was about 235 team members with the majority being here in Charleston. Hmm. 
Very cool. And how long have you all been around? We've been around since 1955. We actually were founded on the Charleston Air Force Base as Charleston Air Force Base Federal Credit Union. Okay. So the bulk of our membership is active, retired um, military. Okay. Um, so we have members who live all over the world. And if uh, those of you who are listening in here member and aren't really sure what that's all about, could you suss that out for them? Yeah, absolutely. So because we are a not-for-profit uh, financial cooperative, member is what would be the equivalent to a customer. The only difference is when you have an account with Rev, you own a piece of Rev because we are a cooperative, so you are a member owner. So we will use the term member a lot. That is a credit union term. That just means that you're a part of the cooperative, you own a piece of Rev, and you have a say in the way that we operate. Cool. Very cool. You heard Dustin just mentioned that kind of the genesis of Rev was tied more to, you know, to the Navy to some degree or to the, did you say? Air Force. Air Force. There are, there is a Navy Federal Credit Union, right? There's a lot of credit unions that are focused on industry Mm -hmm. or, you know, characteristic. Rev, however, is, is from my understanding, not siloed in that way and a a variety of people, regardless of the industry or the vertical or, or, you know, their lived experience are welcome to come and explore, uh, you know, what Rev can do for them uh, in their financial lives. So again, check out RevFCU.com. I want to quickly talk about something occurred to me as we were chatting. Um, A lot of time people will say, well, I don't want to work with a local version of X, Y, or Z because they just, their digital component is not up to snuff or, you know, I just feel like their, their, their website or their security or their encryption or their technology, the technology they offer, whether it's an app or what have you, just doesn't feel like it matches up to the, you know, national or multinational competition. And, and, and certainly there's a, there's a playing field that's hard to, 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 um, you know, make sense of. And, and, and you look at a Wells Fargo, you look at a TD bank, I mean, they have, this massive amount of money, right? Because they are, you know, they're everywhere, and their and their and their money is able to be put towards technology investments to a tune that community banks, community financial institutions can't necessarily compete. But I will say, I have seen a lot of our, particularly here in the Low Country, a lot of our local banks, credit unions, and have seen and looked on and logged on and know businesses that use their digital offerings and are incredibly impressed with those offerings. So I don't want to sleep on like the apps out there, right? Right. For, for, from community banks and credit unions like Rev. I do want you to speak because there are a few of those folks out there, right? And we're all skeptical. We're all business people listening or m- many folks are. We want to make sure that the investment we make with our time, with our money, with our banking decisions is a good one. And so if someone is really like keen on not entering the branch, they like the relationship based thing, they want to help Charleston become a better place by intentionally choosing where they bank, but they're sort of like, well, at the end of the day, I need to make sure I can bring up the website or bring up my phone, dial into an app and know that everything's going to work, know that my transaction will be completed and I'll feel secure in that understanding. So help people feel a little bit more confident about that. Yeah, absolutely. And that speaks to me personally because I do not go into a physical location to conduct my banking. So the way that a consumer interacts with a financial institution has evolved. You have some people that are very relationship driven and like to physically touch their money and go into a location and talk to the teller and engage and do that once or twice a week. We are built to be able to do that. We are a relationship driven financial institution. 
I myself as a consumer do not go into a financial institution. I do everything on my phone or my computer, and we have a digital experience that allows you to seamlessly access our products and services. And in order for financial institutions in general, not just Rev as a credit union or community banks, but financial institutions in general have paid attention to those trends in the way that consumers are interacting with them and are making those investments in that technology. And that's continuing to evolve, that's gonna to continue to, to change, and a lot of that is just education. It's getting consumers used to having easier access to their accounts, being able to do certain transactions digitally or through their mobile device, and it's awareness. It's letting them know that just because you are a locally-based financial institution doesn't mean that you are skimping on technology or access. Hmm. Love Many that. a times we're on the same platform as a lot of a lot of these larger banks hmm. um, out there. So I think they'd be pleasantly surprised to take a look at the the current offerings. Very you, cool. you know, you can definitely put your card in your digital wallet. We want you to be able to get out and about and have that easy access to your funds. Um, and then certainly through business services, we have our treasury management. Um, we're able to help business where they are and how they operate. Absolutely. ATMs, walk me through it. I've only ever banked at banks. Credit unions, sounds good on paper to me, but like I've heard from a friend of a friend, Really tough to find an ATM or there's some weird built-in fees. I just, I don't get it. Do, do, do credit unions even offer ATM use? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rev has ATMs. Most credit unions have ATMs. ATMs have just evolved in terms of network. So it used to be where you would go in every corner and you'd have a specific financial institution's ATM. Sure. The way that Rev operates is first we have a premier checking account that reimburses ATM fees. So you have the ability to use any financial institution's ATMs and have access to your Rev account, and we will reimburse you those fees. I can use any, any financial ATM. institution's any ATM. ATM. Any financial institution's ATM. Wow. It doesn't matter what it is. You can access it, have access to your Rev account, and if you incur a fee, we will reimburse that fee up to a, a certain amount every month. Wow. The other thing is credit unions do a thing called share branching. So if you need access to your account, let's say that you're going to go down to I just came from Florida. So let's say you're going to go down to Orlando, you're going mm -hmm. to go to Magic Kingdom, and you want to have access to your account. You can go to another credit union that's on the same network, and you can access your account information through mm -hmm. share branching, which is what credit unions do as a cooperative to make it accessible to people around the country. So it may not necessarily be your credit union's ATM, but you have access to that to be able to access your funds. Very cool. And if you're headed down to Magic Kingdom, you may not want access to your account. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's, it's a, a slippery well, slope. Thank you, <laughs> you're going to spend some money down there. Um, very cool. I think a lot of people, hopefully, were just enlightened. Or maybe just me. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who's been under a rock. Um, not in the last number of years, but before that, I feel like there was a, a, a time and place where credit unions got a bad rap, unrightfully so, because people just didn't understand it. They didn't get that. And maybe some of that is, well, the technology has allowed there to be this sort of reciprocity between ATMs, but that in and of itself is, is an incredible advantage to signing up with a credit union that has that reciprocity because you think of like a Wells Fargo again or TD Bank, not throwing anyone under the bus, but there are sometimes situations where you are at an ATM and you're going to incur those fees because it's not your branch or it's not your bank or your, your credit union. That's good to know. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's important when you're talking about, you're talking about technology and you're mm -hmm. talking about investment in technology, mm -hmm. I think it's also important to highlight that ATMs have also evolved. So the ATM that you grew up with where all you could do is just withdraw cash, mm -hmm. that has evolved. Right. Now you have ATMs that accept deposits. Now you have ATMs that are 
ITMs, so it's ATMs like with FaceTime capabilities, the way I like to describe it, wow. where you can actually physically talk to somebody. So ATM technology has also evolved, and credit unions have access to that technology and provide that technology. Folks, one reason that we do these talks is just so your host here, Steve Fletcher, can learn a little bit more about the world he's apparently uh, missing, uh, living in an air-conditioned uh, radio studio and a co-working space. Uh, no, that's amazing. Uh, FaceTime integrated ATMs. Wow. What? That's wild. Um, and I can imagine a world, right, one day where folks are not even accessing in person nearly as often ATMs, no matter what form they're taking. Talk to me about like crypto. Is that on your? And we can start. I really want to make sure we hit up the good and all these other really important initiatives that y'all are running that sort of make the case for why folks should meaningfully move their money to local credit unions like yourselves, because that's part of that reinvestment multiplier effect I was talking about earlier. But crypto just popped into my mind. Please indulge me. Is there sort of a game plan? I'd imagine anyone working with money directly or indirectly in any industry right now is at least even if it's very generalized and pie in the sky, is at least discussing in some way, shape, or form, whether it's the water cooler or an official board meeting, crypto and how it does or doesn't weave into the five-year, 10-year, 15-year strategy. Again, if you would indulge me for just a moment, what, what is what is Rev and, do Rev and crypto meet at some point or are you meeting, are you discussing what may or may not occur in the cryptocurrency world and, and break it down into layman's terms for folks who may not even know what I mean by crypto? Yeah, absolutely. So crypto is digital currency. So it's not something you can tangibly hold. Uh, in terms of crypto and Rev meeting, uh, we haven't met yet. <laughs> we're familiar. No, you're not on that, that volunteer crush we're, stage. We're not on that first yet. name basis yet. Okay. But there are a lot of different types of crypto. And I think right now, financial institutions in general have an awareness of crypto and are trying to, to get a sense of what exactly is going to be the impact and how can they help serve consumers' needs in terms of sure. providing access to crypto and also keeping crypto safe. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Safety and viability is a, is a big piece of it. So it's good to know y'all are doing your homework before there's just some flashy, okay, uh, you get crypto coins for your, uh, your deposit here at this, this rev ITM. Um, do y'all have ITMs yet real quick? Or is that just something that you're, you, you'll be potentially onboarding at some point? We have two ITMs at okay. West Edge. Okay. Tell me a little bit about, before we move on, the West Edge branch, because I was there the other day. What a cool little micro branch. I'm not sure what the real terminology is that you all use, but it, it, it was almost like peering into the future of you know, personal and business banking. And uh, tell me about that. Like, wh what was the vision there? And explain to folks who have not been to the Rev West Edge location what it is, what it looks like, what the experience is. Yeah, so we call West Edge a eco-branch in terms of the physical footprint. So it's at the ground floor of 22 West Edge. It's a smaller space than what you would see from a standalone uh, Rev branch location. It has two ITMs, it's got a glass wall, so they're accessible 24-7. Uh, the thought process really behind that was to integrate and be a bigger part of the community. So as West Edge continues to build out, as people, you know, going back to that live, work, play mindset, as people are out and about, going out to eat, attending a farmer's market, spending time with their family, need quick access to cash, or need access to rev products and services, we've integrated into that community. So that is something that's there, it's accessible, the footprint's a little different, um, but we'd love for people to come check it out. It's a great space, and again, it's, it's available 24-7. Yeah, it's like a smaller branch. You walk in and you're not, 
it doesn't immediately scream out like we are a, you know, stuffy, dusty old bank, you know, or financial institution. There's nothing wrong with that. There's also an element of security that is engendered by that. But there's also something cool about walking into a kind of open, airy, naturally lit space that feels more akin to like a boutique or retail store, um, you know, or, or like waiting room or someone's living room almost, um, clean and updated and modernized, uh, albeit, but, but, but something that just feels a little more organic, a little more fresh, a little bit more vibrant and welcoming, right. Than the old, like kind of like stained uh, crushed velvet, um, dirty commercial carpeting, uh, <laughs> <laughs> financial, uh, epicenter of, of your, um, Anyway, yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll stop singing the praises. I, I make no uh, make no money off of this sterling and what's becoming a sterling endorsement of this <laughs> one uh, eco branch of uh, at West Edge. West Edge again for those listening in uh, is uh, in downtown Charleston, right on the peninsula, uh, and is kind of a mixed use um, area that has seen a lot of development as of late, particularly the last few years. And there's kind of street level retail. Uh, and commercial, and then above that, folks live, and they, you know, do their do their grocery shopping at Publix, which is part of that as well. Um, just for those listening in who are not familiar with that area, if you're just tuning in, this is Small Talks Big Ideas with Steve. I am chatting with Kelly Nix and Dustin Haynes from Rev Federal Credit Union, a locally headquartered, not-for-profit banking option. Uh, whether you're a business owner or you're just a citizen in Charleston, you want to move your money away from some of the huge multinational corporate behemoth banks, and you want to think about being a more intentional steward of the Charleston community and the low country community, this is how do you do it. It's one way to do it. We've got five, six, seven. It's growing every day. Options for you if you want to bank locally or move your money to a local federal credit union. And this is one option. It's a great option. They're called Rev Federal Credit Union. They're in the studio today. We got Kelly again and uh, Dustin here with me. Kelly, I want to move it over to you. And I want to start talking about upping the good. Yes. <laughs> we do something project. called, at LLF, we do something called the Good, the good Business Summit. We've got something called Good Enterprises. Uh, good Farming was sort of how we started it all once upon a time 15 years ago. So we're no strangers to good. No. And, and goodness That's and right. doing good out there. Um, but I want to hear your take on it. Tell me about the genesis of Up the Good. What's it all about? How do you get folks involved with it? So absolutely. So at Rev, we um, love the energy that Rev represents. I'm always wanting to look to rev it up. And then that kind of evolved into how we show up in the community. We want to rev up the good. So that's the way we think of things. We want to make sure that we're coming in, not just for a day or a few hours, that we're becoming true partners out in the community that local nonprofits and organizations can turn to when they need a little extra set of hands or perhaps some financial give back so that we can best um, be good stewards of the money provided through membership um, at Rev and get it out into the community at the greatest need. Love it. And so what we're talking about, if we break it down, is Rev employees volunteering, essentially, in Absolutely. the community with various existing initiatives and programs and volunteer opportunities. Yes, but we're always looking for new volunteer cool. crushes and um, whoever has a passion for an organization or a particular event that's coming up. Um, we have... Um, team members who approach the employee community engagement team all the time, like, hey, I was out at this event and happened to connect 
with this organization. Would love for us to take a look closer at what they're doing. I really think it'd be a great fit for Rev and for our team members. So um, you'll constantly see them. They We put on our gold shirts. We date, we call it our golden opportunity to get out there and up the good. Um, it's kind of nice. Some of the local nonprofits, they know when they see the gold shirts coming, like, oh, here's Rev. They're here um, for their opportunity to. Oh, you got nonprofits just like waving you down, yes, driving down the road. <laughs> we need you. Yeah. We had a great, like, um, I think Dustin mentioned earlier that we are the official volunteer partner with the Charleston River Dogs mm-hmm. and we get together monthly to get out into the community um, together um, with that organization. So I think last week we were um, at the new ceramics house in North Charleston with Keep North Charleston Beautiful, helping them beautify those grounds and provide an awesome community service to that local neighborhood and really for all of greater Charleston. If anybody's interested, definitely encourage you to check that out too. So mm-hmm. it's just fun way to get to know your community better, to know what's out there. Um, I'm a firm believer in you get out of something what you put into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that Rev really puts their full support um, from the top down. Senior management is fully um, supportive of these efforts and um, love sharing that with them and, and with our team members. We're always trying to shine a light on positive community focused business practices. And so when we see one or hear one or engage with one, we want to we want to make sure that we you know disseminate that. Uh, it's part of why we do our our good business summit going on ten years, um, but it's why we do a lot of stuff. Whether it's buy local season or eat local season or a good business summit, um, or it's workshops or panels or industry roundtables or p- politician roundtables, uh, we want to be that convening connective tissue, right? That node, that conduit, so that if something cool is happening over here in one industry locally, like we can make sure that we push it over to maybe this other industry or this other business in the same industry or this bank or this credit union. And so I think what you're describing, on paper, it's like, well, everybody should be doing this. It sounds, yeah, like, duh, let's, that, that's an awesome idea, right? But right. as you both know, when you're in the head-down grunt work of running a business, particularly if you already feel like your bandwidth is, is limited, it can be tough to have these like visionary ideas. So I want to just pause for a minute and dig into how this is possible so that if anyone's listening in who thinks this is a really cool idea, this shows, not just shows that we are invested in our community, which has helped made our business a reality, but it also, you know, it it makes me feel better. It makes our employees feel like they're connected to opportunities that matter, that improve their lives, that improve their neighbor's lives. Um, And at the end of the day, it's the point of all this, right? We're all just trying to like, we're all just trying to help each other make ourselves feel good and fulfilled, make our families feel good and fulfilled, make our neighbor neighbors feel good and fulfilled. So when we talk about upping the good, how do you make that possible for your employees, right? Let's get into the nitty gritty and we don't need to get too granular. I'm just curious again, you know, I'm Joe Blow, a f- a shoe store owner, wondering how my employees can go at it. And, and, and I know you're a not-for-profit. I know this mm-hmm. won't necessarily go one-to-one for a, you know, this won't, this won't necessarily manifest in a perfect way in, in, in the private sector. Um, but I think every business can do a little bit more to be more socially entrepreneurial. So let's say again, Joe Blow or ex-business owner wants to do some version of this. Could you share a little bit of your like best practices? Like how do you ensure that those employees feel like they can take that day off or those two days off or the however many days it is? Like, are, are you finding a way to 
pay them? Like, are they still, it, it, this isn't just like a PTO day, right? Or you're like baking this in? Like, tell yeah, me, I don't want to put words in your mouth. That's a great question. So we have um, VTO at, oh, cool. we have volunteer time off at Rev. So it really is, an, like I said, an initiative straight from the top. They're fully invested in supporting us. Cool. Um, even senior management gets out. They'll have different volunteer opportunities that they love to do together. And they'll um, grab different departments and head out with them as well but um yeah so we just work with you know managers of departments um of branches making sure that we're good on the schedule and then it's we all have made a commitment um as a whole that this is just part of our dna at rev that we are volunteers we're community advocates and definitely want to be active participants um we have a mission at rev we have growth with purpose so as we Hmm. grow if our community isn't growing and thriving then we don't see Rev as doing the same. Hmm. So it's really um, part of our true DNA to make sure that we're out in the community doing good. Yeah, and I want to echo those sentiments. I think it really comes down to culture. I think that Hmm. volunteerism is an essential part of Rev's culture. And a lot of organizations try to do it. And they, they talk the talk, but they don't necessarily walk the walk. And I think Rev has done a really good job of building a culture of authenticity. And from the top down, Everybody is encouraged to find their volunteer crush. And through the VTO, through helping empower employees to find their volunteer crush, building internal champions, helping people find opportunities to connect with the nonprofits that they're most passionate about, hmm. and leveraging our employee and engagement team, which is filled of filled full of internal champions. It doesn't matter what your title is, what your physical location is, everybody has an opportunity to have a seat at that table and be able to contribute to that conversation. I think creating that culture and that environment is really what helps this be successful for Rev. Love it. Yeah, we find that team members really enjoy when you're out and volunteering, you're connecting with someone else who has um, the same passion that you do too. So Mm -hmm. I might not get to work with Sally from the Dorchester branch on a day-to-day basis, but the two of us might really connect over at Echo at East Cooper Community Outreach that we really love working the free farmers market. We love connecting with, you know, their members that come through in need of, of, you know, a little help um, to get that next healthy meal. So it's, it's really created um, a culture of cohesion and and collaboration, just reemphasizing that at Rev and and people really seek it out. We have a volunteer portal. So um, I, we are constantly loading new volunteer needs um, to the portal mm. and rev team members can link to it straight from our internet and see what needs are out there at the moment. And um, they can sign up and get plugged in. We make it easy and accessible for them to do so. Love it. If you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Kelly Nix and Dustin Haynes of Red Federal Credit Union. One of your options, whether you're a business owner or not a business owner, as long as you're based here uh, locally or regionally in the low country, uh, they're a great banking option. Uh, they're a not-for-profit. If you know anything about credit unions, you know your money is safe. You're part of a membership um, rather than a customership, if you will. Um, a lot of good reasons that we've been chatting about uh, to to uh, explore more, uh, at least uh, in terms of how you can get synced up with a credit union like Rev, move your money there, do business with them. Um, we're talking about VTO, volunteer opportunities for their employees. Um, we're talking about kind of establishing that culture of volunteerism and making it obvious to the community that when they you know, trust Rev and they choose to invest their money in Rev in one way, shape, or form, uh, it's getting reinvested. Um, 
you know, financially, but also <laughs> sort of spiritually in a way. Um, is there an opportunity, a volunteer uh, initiative that you all synced up with through Up the Good that stands out as kind of one of your favorites? And you don't need to mention by local season. We'll take that <laughs> off the table because that's something by local season. For lo- those oh, listening man, in is a, is my go to. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> by local season in a second. Um, and and Rev has been a huge, huge supporter of that really important work uh, that we have been spearheading for over a decade now. Um, it's the kind of the, the lead in, the run up to the holiday season where Low Country Local First and a number of other key community partners launch a number of public awareness campaigns to uh, remind everyone why it's so important to intentionally shift your money to local independent businesses. Um, and that's retail businesses, it's also service businesses as you're leading up to the holidays because um, it's really easy to forget about them, honestly. And so uh, it's something we've been doing for a while, and that's that's run through a number of initiatives and campaigns. But I want to I want to see whether there's something other than that. And y'all have helped us out in the past with that in in incredibly important ways as a nonprofit. It's tough for us to sometimes get our sea legs about us to to we have these pie in the sky visions like we want to you know launch this campaign and put stuff on this billboard and get like people arm in arm passing out information on this block or this street and you know launch these digital ad campaigns and set up at these farmers markets and remind people with this literature and this swag why it's so important to you know um patronize x y or z business over the uh, multinational uh, alternative but we can't always do it. And so we, we find community partners who understand why it's so important, like Rev and like many other partners um, throughout the year. And, and and really, it wouldn't be possible without, without you all. But for a minute, let's set aside by local season, because I don't know some of the other things you all work on. And I'm just curious. I'm sure our listeners are as well, particularly those who may be running nonprofits and maybe thinking like, cool, maybe we can you know line up with Rev or maybe if they've got time or interest or there are folks who work at Rev who want to be a part of X, Y, or Z initiative. Like, let's let's shoot Kelly an email. So what are the sort of types? And if one rises to the surface, it'd be cool to dig into it. But walk us through, like, what a standout up the good experience was. Okay, great. I think this is an awesome opportunity for us to talk Rev Day for Good. You want to get us started, Oh, yeah. Dustin? Perfect. I think this is- yeah, and I, I think it's a great tee up, Kelly. I, I, you know, Rev Day for Good is really what really stood um, apart in my mind because it's an opportunity for Rev to contribute and give back in a bigger way. So Rev Day for Good is an initiative that we launched last year on uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, and it's a federal holiday for us. So each of our locations is closed, and it creates an opportunity for every single one of our team members to be able to volunteer and give back. And last year, we teamed up with 12 nonprofits, collectively donated 700 volunteer hours. Wow. And this year we've kind of doubled down. We've set the bar based on what happened last year. And Kelly and her team have created over 20 nonprofit opportunities. Wow. And we are planning to consecutively donate 1,200 volunteer hours. Wow. Which is exciting. So when you're talking about community. Almost double last year. Absolutely. So when you talk about the theme of community, 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 Mm -hmm. it's really a project that's surrounded around true impact. It's about giving back, completing service projects for these nonprofits, giving an opportunity for our team members to get connected, find their volunteer crush, and just support the organizations that do so much to support the community that we love. Absolutely, and it really helps us to um, 
have an array of different opportunities for team members to participate in. So during that day, you know, we'll be doing everything from bundling diapers, the June League of Charleston Diaper Bank, to beautifying um, a sensory garden at Pattison's Academy. So it's just great. Great too. organizations. They are a fabulous organization. It's both of those. So it's just been really nice. Um, we're also excited working with the Public Works Arts Center up in Somerville. Yeah. Um, Jana Riley. Yeah, Jana Riley's fabulous. So it's just... Um, we love for team members to be able to, you know, know these organizations and their, um, you know, represent representatives by name and be able to walk in and feel that they accomplished um, something that they wouldn't have been able to do otherwise without a, a strong um, showing of volunteers on a particular day. But we're really excited. This year's, we're taking it definitely to the next level. We're showing up for a true rally event mm -hmm. um, downtown at the River Dogs. Cool. We're going to start our morning there um, all together, those of us who are in the Charleston market. Um, and Amazing race style. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I, that sure. really is. I know. So that's a good visual. I think we'll have to run with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, hygiene kits are one of the most common requests that we get from nonprofits. So, um, we're going to do a collective team um volunteer event there while mm -hmm. we are at the River Dogs we'll be packing hygiene kits Very about cool. 700, 700 of them wow. during that day wow. so that we can then distribute to the organizations who've been requesting them throughout the year because um, unfortunately as um, we hate to even say the word recession but as that might become more of a reality um, in general in today's economy that we want to make sure that while these organizations aren't getting the same amount of donations as they might have once before um, that we can help um, step in and, and fill those gaps. Very cool. Phenomenal. Yeah, and really important work. Uh, yeah, recession must be like Voldemort, right? For I know, yeah, we only, I haven't even said it, right? <laughs> <laughs> the unmentionable word. Um, mm -hmm. I'm noticing all of my references and allusions are like from the 90s. Uh, amazing Race, right? <laughs> like original manufacturer, like uh, original version of ATMs. Uh, let's see how many other sort of outdated... People are going to think I'm, I'm literally living under a rock. Uh, so I appreciate you guys coming in. Get me up to speed with all the exciting things going on out there in Charleston. Up the good. Rev day for good. Sounds like an incredible opportunity. Are there ways folks can still get involved? Sounds like this year's slate is pretty much like crystallized, but maybe next year. Do they Absolutely. email you? Yeah, they can email okay. me. Um, What's your email address? Do you want to share it? Oh, sure. Okay. I can share it. It's knicks, okay. N-I-X at revfcu.com, Federal okay. Credit Union. Um, but definitely encourage them to check out the website too, revfcu.com backslash up the good. Um, and that's where they can go ahead and fill out that um, request for good form. Um, that's a fabulous way for to keep your organization top of mind um, so that we can connect and um, find out if that'd be a good fit for next year's Rev Day for Good. Yes, we're always looking for new opportunities to meet new organizations and find out what the needs truly are. And what about business owners? So that's nonprofits, not-for-profits, excellent way for them to get involved. And certainly they can also move their money to Rev uh, in, in a number of ways. But what about your typical business owner? They're listening in. That's by and large the demographic of this program, Small Talks, Big Ideas. They want to know a little bit more about you all, want to get connected in with an individual to explore what their particular situation might bear out with Rev. Yeah, absolutely. We are full service, so we have uh, business services. So we'd be able to ha happy to connect them with a member of our team. Okay. Um, we have about three people locally that are specialized to help small local businesses thrive and succeed. Okay. Um, so they can email us at info at revfcu.com. We'd be cool. happy to pair them up with uh, the person that would best be able to assist them with their specific need. 
Sweet. Excellent. And that's businesses of all sizes, right? Absolutely. We, okay. So you could be a sole proprietor or you could be, you know, vertical roots with hundreds of employees. If they want to get in touch with you all, best way to do it if they don't already have a connection would just be info. If they're listening right now and they're going to like log in. Right. Info at revfcu.com. Yeah. And the, the beauty of it is Rev, even though we're a local financial institution, we have the, the ability to assist everybody. Mm-hmm. We have products and services that are designed for everybody. We have the ability to get unique. Um, and we have the technology in place to be able to help consumers that may not necessarily want to have to go into a branch. So we're designed to be able to help everybody across every phase of their financial journey. And if I'm a business owner and I want to get in touch with you all, I'm, I, I want to I open up some accounts. Is there anything I should know about before I do that in terms of my eligibility as a business or business owner? You mentioned members, you mentioned membership. Are there certain stipulations folks need to know about or, or no? We've made it easier than ever for people to be able to qualify for membership with Rev. Nice. So truthfully, anybody can become a member of Rev. Oh, okay. Um, so that process is very simple. Nice. Awesome. Great. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, no reason not to reach out to info at revfcu.com. Let's talk a little bit about now, by local season. It's coming up shortly. It's November, December of every year. Rev in the last couple of years, I'll just say it, has helped us blow this out of the water. It's become a massive event. People are talking about it. It's up. You'll see it on billboards. You'll see it in these digital ad campaigns I've been talking about. It's all over social media. Uh, we're popping up at a number of farmers markets and, and other events. Um, during the holidays, more info about that forthcoming, but suffice it to say, there's going to be a lot of uh, exposure and coverage, and there'll be no excuse for you not to understand why it's so important to engage with that campaign. One of the big pieces of that campaign is uh, you sign a pledge that says, I will shift an additional 10% of my spending to local. So we wanted to pick a number that's doable, achievable for everybody. And some people are already doing a lot of local spending, but it's about moving an additional 10%. So ideally one day down the road, everybody here, there's no reason not to buy stuff, you know, presents, wreaths, whatever it is locally, Mm -hmm. there are a number of businesses providing all of that uh, over the course of November and December. So we are here in tandem with important uh, organizations like Rev to amplify that message and amplify not just why it's important, but how easy it is to do because it really is just easy. Look to your left, look to your right. There's tons of locally headquartered businesses. We certify them as local. Rev and other institutions, organizations help us spread the word. And so there's no reason not to go out there and you know, move that needle during the holidays. It's a really big time of year for a lot of these retailers, a lot of these boutiques. You're spending all your money on Amazon. You're spending all your money on these big corporate online behemoths. Then there's not much left to go around into your neighbor's pockets. And so that's what we're all about. Do you all want to fill in a little bit more about why you decided to sync up with us for by local season these past couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. So Kelly did a really good job earlier of talking about Our mission is really growth with purpose, and it's making sure that the community we serve is thriving. And Low Country Local First, um, in our opinion, has always been a a great community partner that shares that philosophy and that vision. And it just made sense for us to continue to work together and build synergy around promoting local because we are a locally headquartered financial institution. And together, we want to make sure that we spread the message, that we help our neighbors, we help the, the businesses and the organizations and the people that help support us by actively spreading the word that keep your, keep your money locally, invest locally, reinvest in the community, and continue to make Charleston a great place to live, work, and play. 
What about Charleston? I appreciate that, Dustin. What about Charleston? It's very obvious that both of you love it here. I may be wrong. Maybe this is all an act and you're just incredible actors. Um, But it, it, it occurs to me that both of you are doing what you do by and large because the low country is important to you. Right. And I don't know all about both of your backstories. You know, we can dig as much or as little as into them now as you'd like. But I am always curious to know a little bit about sort of the, you know, the personal professional trajectories of my guests in order to better understand, like, what about the low country specifically, you know, is is great to them or is in need of change or, you know, in one way, shape or form inspires them or motivates them to be better. Um so I love to ask kind of both of you, what's your personal history with the greater Charleston area? Well, I came to Charleston um, in college, um, graduate of College of Charleston, okay, go Cougars. Cool. But definitely what drew me mostly is um, what's available to us culturally here. Yeah. So I grew up in the south end of Myrtle Beach, um, okay. you know, Myrtle Inlet, that area, but Charleston was close to home, but not home. I was a school dancer. by the ocean. School by the ocean. I um, danced with the ballet company while I was okay. here in Charleston. What did you major in? Um, I majored in corporate communications okay. and then minored in dance. Okay. So I just okay. loved what it what Charleston offered. It, it was they had something for everyone here. It wasn't just um, cookie cutter. That mm-hmm. Charleston had amazing community, like small communities um, everywhere. That if you know, you were interested in going to see a play or a ballet or an opera or or just jazz one night um, mm. that it had something to offer everyone. Or if you were more into the sports scene, it had that, too. Yeah. So I just was fascinated by that. And in Charleston, just um, how welcoming the city is um, and the community at large. My husband and I have definitely been raising our family here. Mm. We love what it offers for our three girls. Um, and we just want to make sure that those opportunities are afforded to everyone. So that's, um, something that draws me to Rev as well. So we are, um, a CDFI, a community development, um, financial institution. So it is important to us to offer opportunities for those individuals who might be underbanked or not banked at all. So, um, that's something that's near and dear to my heart as well, that we are able to, um, help all those communities who might not be able to find resources in a traditional banking atmosphere. Love it. Great answer. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think you're spot on. Uh, one reason I love, not that anyone asked, but one reason I love being at LLF and kind of, you know, helping steward our mission and, you know, being an active member of the low country community at large is that it's a, though it has its faults and there are some serious faults, yes. um, ecologically, socially, et cetera, there is something unique and vibrant and characteristic about this area that is worth, that is worth either saving or polishing or perfecting, um, uh, or correcting there's something really unique about it. And I think you, you mm-hmm. hit the nail on the head with, you know, I, I mean, I agree, at least from my perspective, it's that kind of unique patchwork of businesses, but also cultural institutions um, that not every metropolis has, but that Charleston does have, which is which is unique for, for any region, but particularly, I think the, the Southeast, you'd be hard pressed to find a similar uh, metro center. Um, Dustin, what about you? What, what, what brought you to Charleston? Why is Charleston important to your story? So I was actually born in Charleston. I think I'm one of the few people that can wow. say that. You're one of 14. <laughs> That's right. This you is know. the 14th Charlestonian. Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. 
Um, so I was born in Charleston, uh, grew up overseas, came back to Charleston, did all my schooling in Charleston. And I, I love Charleston because it's such a, it's such a special community in terms of not just how inviting the people are, but just in terms of culturally, uh, in terms of history, in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, the food scene that we have. I'm mm -hmm. a huge foodie. I'm drawn to that in terms of the beautiful coastlines that we have. Mm -hmm. There's so much to do in Charleston. It's such a, such a special place to me that I really feel empowered to continue to make it a great place for everybody to, to be able to live, work and play because Charleston is a community that it continues to flourish because of the organizations that are in this room mm -hmm. and the organizations that Low Country Local First represents. And together, creating that synergy, creating that ecosystem of just local is really what makes this community differ because so many communities become so cookie cutter mm -hmm. and Charleston just has a unique identity that everybody's working to preserve because it, it is so special. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Uh, if you just tuned in, folks, we're we're wrapping up shortly here. It's been a it's been an informative hour with Rev Federal Credit Union. You're listening, of course, to Small Talks, Big Ideas, with Steve coming at you every Monday at twelve thirty to one thirty here at Ohm Radio. We're based right here on beautiful Meeting Street, downtown Charleston, right on the peninsula. I'm learning a lot about community financial institutions. I'm learning a lot about Rev and about um, their very authentic commitment to community uh, improvement, honestly, uh, to put a fine point on it. Uh, Dustin has something to say. I'm getting the green light. We're going to pass it over to him. Yeah, you know, before we wrap up, I did want to talk about Rev Day for Good. Yeah. It's on October 10th, yeah. and this is truly a, a social campaign that's not just about highlighting the impact that Rev is having on local nonprofits, but also bringing awareness to some of these nonprofits. So sure. I would encourage everybody that's tuning in and listening right now on October 10th, kind of check out what we're doing. Check out the how we're helping up the good by using hashtag up the good to view the projects that we're doing, the impact that we're having, and then check out these nonprofits and consider signing up and supporting these organizations as well. Yeah, you can find us at Rev Federal on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so we'd love for you to, to join along and let us know um, how your organization might be able to help support these very worthy nonprofits. And in our area. if you haven't written down hashtag up the good uh, in the next couple of weeks leading up to this project, you're going to start seeing our digital billboards transitioning to our hashtag, sharing that message and promoting what's coming. We've painted the boat on folly, so you're going to see some of the imagery nice. pop up on you social. Know it's official. It's official. Right. We've got the, the Post and Curious coming out. They're going to have a reporter um, kind of showcasing what we're doing with the hygiene kits, and the Moultrie News is teaming up with us. So we're truly making it a, a campaign about awareness, and I encourage everybody to check us out. Love it. Love it. Well, it's hard to disagree with any of that. Um, and yeah, if you haven't written down Up the Good yet, you're not, you're not an active listener because we've said it a few times. Uh, get out that pen Get out that uh, get out that pencil and write down up the good hashtag up the good. It's what you're going to want to use as your clarion call over the course of Rev Day for Good and leading up to it. Listen, local financial institutions like Rev Federal Credit Union, um, you know, of which there are five, six, seven or so, depending upon how you slice it. Um, there are you know up to forty, I think, if you're looking throughout South Carolina that are that are locally headquartered in this state. They're doing important things to reinvest meaningfully in the community, okay? These are folks whose families live here, whose neighbors live here, uh, whose children are growing here um, and developing here. So they have a vested interest in 
the positivity and the strength and the inclusivity and the diversity and uh, the dynamism of this community. So it makes sense for you, honestly. Uh, it's almost like one plus one equals three. If you invest in these financial institutions over the some of the bigger guys and gals, um, you know, you're, it'll come back to you in spades. I think I've said it every way I can say it. Um, I do want to appreciate on um, these two for being here, Dustin Haynes and Kelly Nix from Rev Federal Credit Union. You can send an email to info at revfcu.com if you're listening in, you're a business owner who wants to learn a little bit more about how they can open up some accounts with them. If you're a nonprofit initiative and you want to up the good in conjunction with Rev, send an email again to that info at revfcu.com or check them out at revfcu.com. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. I just want to make sure, again, that we put a fine point on, on how important it is to do community banking over non-community banking. You walk into branches like the Eco Branch at West Edge, you feel invited. If you're unbanked or you're traditionally skeptical of banks, the security of banks, you've maybe familiarly, historically have had uh, bad experiences for justifiable reasons, perhaps, with banks, with the banking community, there's a cool branch called the Eco Branch at West Edge, downtown Charleston on the peninsula. You might want to walk into, you might feel a little bit more. It just might be a different experience. I don't know. Um, it, it's something to think about. If you're interested in kind of being on the cutting edge of technology, uh, you know, don't sleep on local banks, community banks, community credit unions. There are things like ITMs that we all just found out about today, right? This crazy alien FaceTime ATM technology that's out there. There's ATM reciprocity, a term I just made up and probably isn't actually what it is, but in a nutshell, it's what Dustin more eloquently explained later, which is you go to a Wells Fargo, TD Bank, Bank of America, really any bank ATM, and you want to take out money. If you're a credit union like Rev that offers this, uh, you'll be able to take out money essentially for for uh, f without charge because um, they'll they'll refund up to a certain amount at the end of the month. Listen, there's no reason not to do your banking locally, and there's no reason not to at least at least reach out to. Doesn't mean you need to move it today or tomorrow, but reach out to uh, groups like Rev Info at RevFCU.com. If you want to learn more about Low Country Local First and buy local season, how you can get involved, reach out to me, Steve at LowCountryLocalFirst.org. If you want to find out how you can support OM 96.3, which is an incredibly important community asset right here in the low country, a lot of regions, a lot of municipalities don't have a radio station like this. Tens of thousands of people tune in on any given day to any one program. Um, then be sure to, to reach out to OM. Check out OM online and, and be sure to support them. There's tons of ways you can do that. We're going to wrap it up. We're coming to the end here. We've got literally one minute left. Is there one sentence either of you wants to say before we head on out from Small Talks Big Ideas with Steve today? I would say together we can continue to make Charleston a great place to live, work, and play. Beautiful. Dustin should run for, uh, for uh, some sort of political office soon. Love that. All right, folks. We appreciate it. Over and out. We'll see you in a week. Thanks for having us, Steve. Thanks.